Axis Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. I'm Dan Permack. On today's show, the latest on China's facial recognition regime and a new, better type of private equity. But first, surprise medical bills. So you've probably heard something lately about these, these surprise medical bills, particularly if you've watched some of the Democratic presidential debates. In short, they're generally when patients go to a medical provider that's out of network and then get personally charged for the difference between what the provider charges and what the patient's health care insurance is willing to pay. This can even happen if you go to an in-network facility like a hospital, but get treated by an out-of-network doctor. Now, sometimes the bills can be just a few dollars, but they can also be thousands of dollars, leading to some of the medical bankruptcies we hear about. Not surprisingly, surprise medical bills are not terribly popular among Americans, with surveys showing that around half of us have received one. So Congress and the White House have been working on a solution for over a year, but it is very complicated. After all, remember, the extra money does need to come from somewhere. If it's not going to come from patients, then either healthcare insurers are going to need to pay, or healthcare providers are going to need to pay, or maybe a combination of the two. This past Sunday night may have seen a breakthrough, though, as some bipartisan top members of congressional healthcare committees announced an agreement. But within hours, the healthcare industry voiced its opposition, and given what we know about Washington, D.C., that means getting this deal passed is anything but a sure bet. In the meantime, surprise medical bills continue to be mixed in with the holiday cards. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper with Axios Healthcare reporter Caitlin Owens. But first, this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique smart brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata podcast. We're joined now by Axios healthcare reporter, Caitlin Owens. So, Caitlin, as we mentioned at the top, there was a deal proposed on Sunday night. What are the broad strokes of it? So this deal would prohibit patients from receiving those bills, and then it would also set a benchmark rate to decide how much that provider got paid. But if a bill is above $750, then the either party would have the option of taking it to arbitration to dispute kind of that benchmark claim. Surprise medical bills aren't a small thing in the sense of there's lots and lots of them. Who would these arbitrators be? Would this basically be a new federal bureaucracy of arbitrators? Or do we have any sense yet of who these people would be? Because we could be talking about thousands and thousands of claims a day. Well, first of all, I don't know. It's hard to say how many claims it would be because, first of all, the average balance bill, according to a letter that I got last week from Team Health, which is a physician staffing firm, the average balance bill they said that they send out is $530. You know, I think that's part of the provider's complaints about this is that 750 isn't a low enough threshold to be able to send, you know, most of their bills to the arbitration board. That said, we don't have the legislative text as far as I know yet. We just got a section-by-section summary. So I think some of these details are kind of, you know, the weedy ones are a little bit TBD. Can I actually ask about that? When we look at who kind of proposed this on Sunday night, one person was conspicuously absent, which was Patty Murray, who's kind of the top Democrat on the Senate side of this. Lamar Alexander, who's a Republican counterpart, was on it. Do we know why she wasn't there? Was that just because she didn't get around to it? Or is she going to actively oppose this? Because that would seem to matter. No, she sent a statement and it was a supportive statement. She's not on it. She said that some members of her caucus were still having issues with the bill. Politico reported that one of those was Chuck Schumer, who is 
the Senate Minority Leader. And not coincidentally, the New York Hospital Association is opposing this bill. Am I right in saying basically almost every healthcare provider organization of any substance is opposing this bill? Or, or is there an exception somewhere? The major ones all are opposing it. Yes, they want the arbitration rate. They're a big favor of arbitration in states where arbitration has been used. It's been favorable to them. They don't like the benchmark rate, whether because that lowers their profits or because they don't like the standard that it sets of the government intervening in payment rates. If this bill, and I, as you said, the legislative text isn't there yet, but if this concept in theory were to become law as a patient at that point, does it matter anymore if I go in network or out of network? Does that become largely irrelevant? No. So I, I think this bill, it's limited to specific circumstances. Now, what can't happen or what is not supposed to happen anymore is that you unknowingly go out of network. So, you know, the point is that the patient needs to actively consent to going out of network. So, like, the problem is, for example, when you go to the emergency room and your anesthesiologist, even, first of all, like, you know, if you're having an emergency, I don't think anyone's first reaction to is to say... Like, right. You, you me, go to the closest place. You go to the Hell, closest You might place. be taken by an ambulance to the closest place, right? Exactly. Exactly. So then, you know, once you're there, even if you are in network, like, who knows if the anesthesiologist that comes by while you're unconscious is going to be in network or out of network, right? So, like, that's what this situation is attempting to address. Now, if you want to get knee surgery and you really like an out-of-network knee surgeon and you're aware that the knee surgeon is out of network, you're still going to have to be on the hook for paying out of whatever that out-of-network cost is. And, you know, the solution doesn't apply there. So the point is that patients will just, like, not unknowingly see out-of-network providers and then get hit with the bill for it. Caitlin, we've talked a little bit in the past about how when you look at the pieces of the healthcare industry and when you see what gets talked about, say, during presidential debates or other political debates, providers, the doctors, the facilities, almost never get mentioned as a part of the equation here. Is that beginning to change? In, does surprise medical billing change that? Or do people still, or do the politicians still at least publicly talk insurers, insurers, insurers? You know, I think it's insurers and drug companies, obviously, are still the big ones, but you are seeing the providers come up more so. And, you know, I think that these ads that these private equity-backed companies have run have really pissed some politicians off. I mean, Joe Grogan told, who's the you know top advisor at the White House, told us, you know, that they were vile. And these are ads are coming from providers that are targeting congresspeople in kind of swing districts, yes, correct? right. And I think that, Dan, you know, the one thing we haven't talked about yet on this is that just there is so much money at stake here. And, you know, in this letter that I obtained last week that I wrote about Team Health, which is one of these private equity-backed provider companies, they wrote to senators in a private letter that they it's not that they make a lot of money from balance billing itself, which they don't. It's like, you know, a lot of patients can't even pay these bills. But the point is they are able to raise in-network rates with insurers because they're threatening to then balance bill patients. So it's kind of like, you know, as one expert put it to me, it's like it's basically holding patients hostage, you know, putting a gun to their head and looking at insurers and saying, pay up, you know. So there's just a, like that's why private equity is interested in these firms, because they're able to get these in-network payment rates that are many, you know, multiples of what Medicare pays and better paid than many other provider specialties. It's not just these balance bills that are at stake here. It's also, you know, what it comes down to is how much taxpayers and patients pay in premiums um, or taxes, if you know, in the case of taxpayers. So there's just a lot of layers to this issue, and it really gets at the reason why providers are fighting so hard for this is just how much money is at stake. Crystal ball gaze for a minute. We are, uh, this 2019 is about to end, which means we are officially going to be in a presidential election year very, very soon, plus a Senate election year for lots of folks. Do you expect by next November, will there be some sort of legislation passed and signed by the White House to try to get at this issue of surprise medical billing? 
God, you know, if you would have asked me last week, I would have said no, probably not at this rate. But I think that, you know, this kind of did get a new burst of energy this week and when the bill was released. I hate putting myself in a definitive stance. Yes, but I'm asking things, you to do it anyway. I know, because things can change at a whim. It's looking good this week. I'll say that. That's a good place to stop. Caitlin Owens, who writes the daily Axios Vitals newsletter, get it at signup.axios.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. My final two right after this. Axios Chief Technology Correspondent Ina Fried shares breaking news and analysis on the most consequential companies and players in tech, from the Valley to DC. Subscribe to Get Smarter Faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the Pro Rata Podcast. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is China, which has been using facial recognition software in its efforts to detain and, quote, re-educate certain ethnic minorities. Axios has learned certain Chinese recipients of World Bank loans requested tens of thousands of dollars to buy facial recognition cameras, software, night vision cameras, and other surveillance technology for use in schools within the region where most of the detentions are believed to be taking place. Now, the World Bank tells Axios that it didn't actually disperse the funds, but the request itself reflects this kind of moral hazard that's now facing any organization that is operating within China. That includes quasi-public organizations like the World Bank, but also privately held businesses from Wall Street to Silicon Valley. And finally, a private equity-owned company called Integrated Marketing Group yesterday surprised its 750 employees by giving them a total of $50 million cash for what it calls a, quote, recognition of their success in growing the business. The company also made all of those employees eligible for company stock. Now, IMG itself is not the most interesting shop. It basically distributes health and life insurance products and has been used by its private equity owners as a platform to buy smaller rivals. But employees from those rivals also got in on yesterday's payout, which works out to an average of around $66,000 per worker. Although in fairness, the actual payouts were a little lumpier with the smallest check being 7,500 bucks. Why all of this matters is that corporate America has talked a very big game in 2019 about how it's got to do a better job serving all stakeholders, not just investors. This is an example of one company and a private equity owned one at that putting its money where its mouth is. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producers, Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, have a great national noodle ring day. And we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata podcast.